Welcome to Bubbles and Books, a podcast about two of the best things in life, books and champagne, brought to you by Amanda and Ellen, co-owners of your local independent bookstore, Dog-Eared Books in Ames, Iowa. First, give me a cheers. Okay, we're ready. And yeah. books are sexy. We, oh my gosh, I, ac- I almost bought you guys a really, 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 really sweet bottle of Bubbles. And I grabbed it because the bottle label was really pretty. This one's not sweet. I'll let me let me see it for a second. I just want to say she almost bought us really expensive over a hundred dollar wine. It was not an us- almost. He tried to upsell me, but I was like, not happening, dude. He knows her taste. Okay, Ellen's Cass, cheap. Cass knows. I'm cheap. Cheap, cheap. But this is Roderer Estate, which is bottled in the Anderson Valley of California, and it's really good. So. We are going to drink some beautiful dry champagne. It says crisp, fresh, and rich from the fog-shrouded Anderson Valley in Northern California. Oak Age Reserve Wines. Beautiful. I can't <laughs> wait. Pour it. All right. Who's Pop sh- it and pour it. Who's shambonging? Not me. You're not shambonging? I'm irresponsible. What? I'll shambong with you. Oh, God. Okay. That one went faster than I expected. You whore. Oh, my God. Rachel. <laughs> what the hell? I'm telling you. We're done with those. There's just going to be, like, ornamental. Ornamental Obje- shampoo. Object de art. For listeners, Rachel just spilled a shampoo. <laughs> I warned her when I left. I said, be careful. But guess what? It didn't spill on anyone's computer. That's a plus this time. There we go. I don't pour in the shambongs. You pour the shambongs. Oh, I'm, I'm drinking the last of my shambong that you spilled. <laughs> I was reflecting on how this is kind of our signature, right? Like, well, just champagne drinking at all hours of the day. And I think we do pretty well for ourselves. Like we're having a lot of fun. Our employees are happy. We sell books. Our community is happy. And you'll hear about our interview with Reagan founder, Mike Draper, another time. And uh, he remarked on the fact that it was like one in the afternoon (laughs) when we interviewed him. He's like, well, you know, it's like one. I'll just have some water. And I was like, you know. Maybe sometime in the future, I'll be like one of those bosses that's like, okay, everyone, it's uh, company-sponsored meditation time instead of, you want a glass of champagne? <laughs> <laughs> that would be I don't feel like that's going to change. Gonna, of- <laughs> I don't think that's going to happen for you. No, okay. So it is a fun little episode. We're back to the usual. We're all re- reunited. I'm really t- happy. I did tell Tommy, you know, like if she ever is like looking for another job, if she decides to leave Iowa, that she could put on her resume like, I can, I'm really good at drinking during the day and remaining focused. <laughs> <laughs> I can tolerate a lot of stuff, including <laughs> Moscato at 2 p.m. <laughs> yeah. Or 10 a.m. Who cares? Um, we promise we drink in moderation and always behave responsibly. But 98% of the time we behave responsibly. And, and if we don't behave responsibly. We call for help. It's not always related to alcohol. But no. it's unfortunate when your HR is Ellen and you need to complain about her. <laughs> That's the wind caring nothing about what you have to say. <laughs> um, watch how I. I poured it just fine. It fell. Because mm-hmm. you knocked it over. <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm watching, Ellen. I'm watching. Ellen just shambonged her phone. Just a titch. It's it's an art, you guys. We haven't perfected it yet. We just learned about it in January. We may get there, or they may become just ornamental fixtures in the office. Okay. Um, what I want to talk about is the fact that you left me, both of you. Yeah, bye. By myself for a week Little and I bitch. was really sad but we're going to talk about the fact that you're back and the cool things that you did while you're gone first thing we got to talk about is what we're reading now because that's the most important thing Rachel what are you reading right now 
So I'm reading quite a few things, but the one I'm really excited about right now is Funeral Songs for Dying Girls by Sheree Dimaline. And um, you guys chose one of her books, Venco, as a subscription pick months ago. And, and Rachel stole the copy from the doghouse and has kept it at her house. <laughs> Pretty sure I didn't. Pretty sure it's right there behind me. I don't see it. Oh, I see it. Um, unlike you, who stole... What was now it's not the now it's not the time and I'm panicking. One cannot steal from oneself. It's not yours. (laughs) It belongs to me as I manage that whole setup. Whatever. Stop talking. Anyways, so I'm reading um, Funeral Songs for Dying Girls. It's really good. It's set in Canada. Um, So she lives in a tiny apartment uh, at a cemetery with her dad who works in the crematorium. And so it's kind of like a summer finding herself around 16 story. She's a little bit of the weirdo. So she's kind of outcast and like at her school and stuff. Um, So you personally like relate. (laughs) Are you bullying me because I was not cool, allegedly, in school? (laughs) Are we talking in past tense? Stop talking. I want to talk about my book. I have a question. Is this backlist Sherry Demelang? No. Or is it it forthcoming? It came out this year. It came out in April. Okay, cool. So... Um, wow, but, she pumped out a couple things right, mm-hmm. right back to back. Yeah. Congrats, Sherry. Um, but so there's a chance that they might be having to move, and she's very worried because it's where her mom is buried. Um, so, And she started the rumor accidentally-ish as a child that the cemetery was haunted, which anybody will fall into believing that a cemetery is haunted. Duh. So um, it's kind of like a really beautiful coming of age in Ellen. I think you would enjoy it. Okay, cool. And then I'm also reading On Earth As It Is on television, but you guys have talked about it enough, so I'm not going to talk about that one. Thank you for reading it. That makes you a very good A-plus employee. Good job. And I'm re- reading Legendary by Stephanie Garber. Cool. Yeah. But good job. the one I'm really excited about is the song, Funeral Songs for Dying Girls. Thank you for adding to our curation. We appreciate it. <laughs> You're welcome. Ellen, what are you reading right now? Well, Amanda... I just finished yesterday. Sweet, soft, plenty rhythm. This like totally Which is a great is a, title. Yes, it's like and it comes a from act. a it comes from like a yeah kind of it comes from a jazz song and I'm kind of I can't remember who the musician was but it, in the opening of the book it's referenced. It's by Laura Worrell and <laughs> oh, but I didn't spill it. Um, we read it for book club. And it, the writing in this book is really fabulous. And it centers around this guy named Circus Palmer. That's a name. Yeah. It's a nickname he acquired as a child, but he kept it because he is a professional jazz musician. Mm-hmm. And people thought that was a good name for a musician. He plays the trumpet. He's never made it big. You know, this is like, this book takes place in like 2013. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, it's not like jazz music is like super popular, you know, mm-hmm. it's got a following, but it's not, I don't know. It's not, it's not like the heyday jazz no, no, heyday. No, no, no. It's not like the 40s where everyone's going to the jazz club. Someone's shitting on jazz music. Yeah. We like jazz music. No. Jazz people come for Ellen. Hey, I have a kid in jazz band. I like jazz. But um, he is approaching middle age and he's feeling it. He's never really made it. He's never made it big as a jazz musician. He's also a huge fucking player. Mm -hmm. And he doesn't know how to love people. He doesn't know how to be in relationship with people. He's fundamentally selfish. So this is not like a super likable guy. He's got an ex-wife. He's got a teenage daughter. And then like a bunch of women that he sort of like keeps in his back pocket and booty calls. And some of them are like, you know, don't really care about him and some really do. And so the book alternates, you know, perspectives and chapters. Some are from his perspective, but some are from his daughters, his ex-wife, some of these women that he's with. Mm -hmm. And it's this guy who in middle age is sort of learning the hard way that maybe the way he's been living is not, doesn't serve him. Um, But it's, it's really good. Mm -hmm. But if you need like a very likable protagonist, this might not be your book. Um, Because he's kind of a dick. How'd you feel in the end? I thought it was a great book. And one of the 
discussions we had in book club, and I'm not going to like get into it here because I don't want any, any spoilers, but I felt that even though it seemed like Circus was the main character of the book all the way through, when I was finished reading it, there was another character that I started to think maybe that person was really the main character all along. That's so cool. So anyway, it's really good. And then last night I started Speech Team. Thank you. By Tim Murphy, which comes out in August. And I'm not, I mean, I just started it last night, so I'm not super far. But the premise is these group of kids who are speech team at a public high school in the late 80s who like won a bunch of awards, like they were the best speech team in the state. Underdogs. Um, Yeah, because they were competing against like these private high schools or whatever, Mm -hmm. these elite schools. Um. They were under the direction of a coach, and now they're adults, and they are going to confront him because where he's retired in Florida because he, of the way that he treated them as their coach. Yeah. They're all reflecting back in middle age on, wow, that really impacted me. I didn't realize that those small events that I just tried to forget actually shaped who I became. Yeah. So I loved it. Thank you for reading it because we traded reads. We're reading ahead. Yeah, we did trade reads. I'm reading that. And what are you reading? Is this, these were August titles? These are August titles. Yeah. I'm reading the Heaven and Earth Grocery Store, which an amazing piece of historical fiction. Shambong on computer, shambong on computer, alert, alert, alert. Okay, we're back from another shambong incident. Pray for us. Ellen, do you want to know what I'm reading? Yeah, I asked you. What are you reading? The Heaven and Earth Grocery Store. Oh, so good. What do you think? Well, it's my first time reading James McBride, and I'm really happy. It was my first James McBride, too, Mm -hmm. although I have, like, he's been on my TBR. Like, Deacon King Kong has been one that I've wanted to read. So, yeah. So, I'm glad I had the prompt to read him because he rates communities of people and networks of people that you come to care for and get highly invested in. So that's what I'm really enjoying. Um, It is about a Jewish performance hall owner in Pennsylvania. Mm -hmm. Am I remembering that right? Yep. Um, Who finds a way to become successful by both having Jewish bands and black bands come perform in a kind of otherwise segregated community where the big performance halls only have the boring white dances. And he is serving two communities that he comes to care deeply about. And it's about a particular region of the city that he lives in where the Jewish and black communities intermix. Um, It's about his wife who is disabled, um, who is years ahead of her time in terms of seeing people as people And it's very inspiring. You told me that there's an amazing author's note at the end, which I will look forward to reading. So um, either way, these two books will be featured prominently in our store, whether they make subscription or not. They're going to be really excellent books. They're both winners. Um, So that's what I'm reading right now. Cool beans. When we come back, we'll be talking to Ellen and Rachel about what the hell they were doing when they left me here alone. Not thinking about you guys. (laughs) Just kidding. JK. If you have decision fatigue about picking the next great book for yourself or a loved one, the dog pack is for you. We have three different options as we speak right now. And we're always expanding adult contemporary fiction, middle grade chapter books and picture books. And here's the thing. We know what is the best book coming out every single month. We are reading stacks of books and we are picking the very best one to deliver to your home to enrich your reading life. So whether it's a gift for someone else or it's a subscription to keep you reading every month, rely on us and the dog pack to provide the next great read and sign up today at dogeardbooksames.com. And we're back. Thanks for coming back to Ames, (laughs) both of you. Okay, I would like to start with Ellen. What? Where the hell were you? I went to Wisconsin. 
um, by way of Minnesota. Yeah, I was like, Ob's. Eloise is in Eloise. Ellen, I'm talking about you like my, you're my daughter. Ellen was in northern Minnesota. Yeah, That's we what I were, told people. Um, near the Apostle Islands, which mm-hmm. is a beautiful. I, I'd never been. It's uh, we're talking Lake Superior for you geography nerds. Um. And anyway, it's a beautiful area. Apostle Islands is a national park. There's like 22 islands. Um, we rented a cabin in the woods and we just kind of bombed around that part of the state. Uh, but but there is a town called Bayfield, which is sort of like the hub of Apostle Islands it's on the mainland. And that's where you would like take the ferry or do the boat cruises. You know, that's sort of like... Mm-hmm. I guess the mecca of that area, the grocery store, the restaurant. Yeah, it, mm-hmm. but it's very touristy and it's a small, it's a little town. And I went. There are two booksellers in this town, which the manager of one of them told me they have the most bookstores per capita of anywhere in the U.S. because there are only like 500 year-round residents of this town, and they have two like fully functional independent bookstores. That's so cool, and they're both great. Okay, so these are the Bayfield. Booksellers. Yes. Okay, so let's start with the obvious one, Honest Dog Books. They're Bayfield, correct? They are in Bayfield, yes. Yes. So and we're connected with them. They follow us. We follow them because dogs, obviously. And they have dogs in their store. I did a little research. You experienced it, but I want to ask you some questions. I will say that Julie Buckles and Charlie Ray own this bookstore. They have two children, Carolina and Jackson, and their honest dog, Elton, who I assume is named after Elton John. Maybe, yeah. Okay, here's their background. They bought this store in 2019, and they are longtime mushers. And they named it Honest Dog Books because this is a term that you refer to when you're talking about your musher dogs. An honest dog is one that works hard, digs in, and never gives up. And they wanted that to be their motto kind of for how they did book selling. And I, I don't know what the store was called before, but I was talking to the manager and she told me that it, you, the, the bookstore had been around for a while, but it had been bought four years previously and like renamed. Cool. So it is, they have new books. It's mostly used books. It's a super cool building. It's right next, like pretty much right next to the lake. Um, their manager was lovely. I talked to one of their booksellers. My kids kept coming up and being like, where are the pug books? Where's this? Where's that? And they were like super kind and helpful. And um, they have a great curation, really cool sectioning of books, great merchandise. And then I was walking around the corner after I was done and they have this little secondary location that sells vinyl. And it's um, just around the corner and they're only open like one or two days a week. And it's called the dog house. <laughs> and I was oh like, God. oh, we my gosh, we have a dog house down the street, too. Um, but lovely people, super cool store. Um, and then the other bookstore in Bayfield is Apostle Island Booksellers, which is like just around the block from Honest Dog Books. So, right. you know, they're Damaris and Theron opened it in 2010. That's what I got on them. Yes. And their manager, Kristen, who was working in the store, is, I think, the president of Meba right now. And she is so cool. We talked for a long time. This is new books. Um, It's a pretty small space. Beautiful, like, hardwood shelving, like, just a gorgeous, tidy little store. Um, Great curation. And it's right there on the main drag of Bayfield. Uh, but had a great conversation with Kristen. She was super cool. So if you go to the Apostle Islands, you can do like do both. And, you know, and yeah. the cool thing about indie bookstores is they all have their own flavor, you know. So like I think that's one of the reasons our industry doesn't feel competitive because, you know, like we all offer something different. Apostle Island booksellers and Honest Dog Books are doing different things and they're each doing their thing really well. And and I think that's why they can both exist right. in that space, you know. Yeah. I mean, within our own store, we tell people, find your bookseller. You know, I've been making a lot of friends lately with my American Mermaid shelf talker. And I'm like, you know, my name's Amanda and you can look for me all over the store. I have a lot of shelf talkers. So if you like American Mermaid, we can be friends. I'd be like, my name is Ellen and I'm really bad at writing shelf talkers. But you can, if you see me, you can ask me what books I like. <laughs> there you go. Now, another one that was like you came back raving about was Zenith Books. 
And they are located in... Duluth. Duluth, Minnesota. It says that they moved. Um, Bob and Angel met in New York 30 years ago. They have three sons, two grandsons, and moved to Northfield, Minnesota, and then fell in love with Duluth. Uh, Bob is a retired college math and statistics professor, and Angel leads the Zenith Book Club. They have a store dog as well. It's a rescue. Sorry, Zenith. Um, Rufus, the stuff dog. Did you get to meet Rufus? I didn't meet that day. I didn't meet Rufus, but um, this store is so cool. Duluth is just a neat city. It gives me like, you know, Dubuque vibes. It's like on the water, like these cool historical buildings. Anyway, this bookstore, when I walked in right away, I was like, oh, yeah. Um, Our vibes. It was our vibes, you know, like they do. They're using a lot of the same like practices that we use with shelf talkers and outward facing and the way they're sectioning and things like that. So of all the bookstores I visited, I felt like it was most comparable to ours. And, you know, I'm biased. I think we're the greatest bookstore. Um, But they had such a cool selection. But the cool thing that happened in this bookstore is there is a legend in my family. Okay. And it has to do with my husband, Tyler. Um, And he is a super nerd, which we have talked about. Well, when he, my mother-in-law tells the story about when Tyler was like five or something, they went to Kmart and he wanted to like buy this book, this chapter book. And his mom was like, whatever. Um, And (laughs) it looks like a, a, it is a fantasy book. Looks like a nerd book, and it's called "The Color of Her Panties." But when his mom looked at the cover and she knows Tyler, she thought it was the color of her panties. (laughs) So she didn't think twice. She was like, "Oh, whatever, fine, you can buy it." And then later, she's like, "What the fuck is this?" Um, And so he read this whole book about the color of her panties. And guess what Zena's bookstore had? The color of her panties. panties. What is it about? It's uh. I don't remember. I read the back of it and I laughed so hard and I was like, should we buy this? And he was like, I don't know. <laughs> He's like, I'm not going to read it again. Um, but it has, it's it's a, it's like a fantasy book, but there, it has to, it does literally Sexual have to do with, I think it's the color of her panties. It's about this, like people's panties. <laughs> Holy fuck. So I. Did was, they explain uh, why they have this book? At came at Zenith. Yeah, I know it was on the top shelf, very top shelf. Like I couldn't have reached it. My husband's six four, um, and it was used, but it was like in the fantasy section at the top. And I was back in the kids section, and I heard him laugh. And I <laughs> looked over, and he was like, "Come over here." <laughs> he just pulled it down, and I was like, "The color of her <laughs> So he like took a bunch of pictures. <laughs> Aww. So you know, Zenith Bookstore has the color of her If you're interested. So or is the it color. her panties no, or it's, her panties? it's her panties. <laughs> but his mom, because he was a nerd, was like... Her panties. Her panties, like sure, have it. Greek mythological goddess. <laughs> yeah, because that's like what he would read. <laughs> yeah, okay. She bought him Otherwise, smart. she would not have bought her five-year-old the color of her panties. <laughs> oh, my God. Kmart. Jeez. Kmart, what were you doing? Some kind of standards. All right. Well, you know, it was probably like 1988 or something. It's worth mentioning that you also made uh, your inaugural trip with your children to one of my favorites yes. and great inspirations, which was Wild Rumpus. What'd they think of it? They loved it. it they thought it was so cool. Yeah. So they were really into the chinchilla. Oh, yeah. Um, they have a chinchilla. They yeah. have a Wild Rumpus refers to many different things, but um, there is uh, where the wild things are. Um, and so they have wild things. Yes, they do. Um, They have birds uh, and they have this cool like little like spooky book section where you like walk through the little haunted house. Um, Atticus was super into that. It's very experience based and we highly value an experience based indie bookstore. Yeah, they all every bookstore we went to, I told them each I'll buy you a book. Mm -hmm. And that one, I think they spent the longest amount of time in because there were lots of things that they wanted. And I had to keep being like, no, you get one one book. Did you have a favorite acquisition from any of those bookstores, whether it's bookstore mm. merch or a book that you're interested in? Well, I got stickers from all the bookstores. I got a really cool tote bag from Apostle Island Booksellers, a cool shirt from Zenith. 
Um, I think the book I'm most excited to read, which, you know, I could get it at our bookstore, but it was The Celebrants by Stephen Rowley, and yeah. I got it at Honest Dog Books. So, That's um, But cool. I got a book at every bookstore I went yeah, to. Yeah, because indies yeah. support indies. Yes, we do. We love you guys. And it was funny. Every bookstore I went to was a book manager bookstore. Um, so I could see it at Honest Dog and at Apostle Islands. Like they had it pulled. Like I could see their computer screen. I was like, ah, book manager. We use book manager. And we we're like, ha, 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 you know, yeah. Maybe this is our, this is our point of is. this is our point of sale system. It's Canadian. Inventory. It's got all sorts of weird ass keystrokes. It's like its own language. Um, so we're bonded if we use book we're manager. In a club. And then when I went to Zenith, I couldn't see their screens, but he was like. Um, are you part of, are you in our system for rewards? Which yeah, is like, what like we, exactly what we say. Words. And I was like, are you book manager store? <laughs> and he was like, yeah. And I was like, I'm a bookseller. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> I think book manager needs to give us book manager swag. Yeah, book manager. Hey, Carly. Book manager, you want us to do an ad for you on our podcast? Yeah, you could sponsor and we will encourage people to buy like, Oh my God, they have, it's so, speaking of keystrokes, they use the page up and page down keys quite a bit. And apparently within the book manager team, there's a war on which keystroke is more important. And people on their staff have page gotten, down. like, they have gotten, like, tattoos, warring tattoos. <laughs> <laughs> some people have page up and some people have page oh, down. Oh shit, it's getting I real. Page up. I use page down. Page down. Of fucking course, you two would be the same. Yeah, sorry. We're okay. like twins. Which brings us to our sorry little odd child who also abandoned me during the week that you were gone. All right. You abandoned us in our time of need. Abandoned us. You were I gone just, too. I just want a little yeah, I needed question. you to be here when I was sure I question. worked while on my vacation. At you point. did. I did not work while on my vacation. I just have a little question. I was like, I'm leaving. Don't call me. Amanda, what's your little question? I recognize that I also leave. I own that. I have May was, I was not very present in May. So I, (laughs) but has there ever been a time where I have been gone? Rachel has been gone. And Tom V, our receiver has been gone at the same time. Yeah. When? St. Louis last year. Okay. It was like a teeny moment. (laughs) Um, and I also had been said at a conference. She was gone too. Okay. And I came back and received till like 10 o'clock at night. So (laughs) boom. Ellen wins. Rachel. Yes, that's me. When you left, where did you go? I started out in the Seattle area, took a train down towards Eugene, camped on the Oregon coast for a night. What does camping mean? Like in a tent? Um, so my aunt and uncle have like a camper. Thing that they put on the back of their pickup truck. Okay. But there was not room for Jordan and I. So they got this new SUV, Jeep, car, truck thing. I don't know, not Jeep, but an SUV. And they bought an inflatable mattress that fits perfectly into the folds of when you put all the seats down. So Cute. we camped in the car and could hear the ocean waves crashing because it was literally across the, the street. sound ever. Mm-hmm. Where'd you poop and pee? There was like campgrounds. No, okay. it was, it was <laughs> campground. Was it, did it flush or did it? It flushed. It, it flushed. Oh, okay. So I can yeah. handle that. Yeah. But we were only camping for one night, which I would have totally done more nights, but it was mm-hmm. a lot of fun. Um, And you also went hiking, but mm-hmm. did not pack the right shoes. No. What and happened? I I knew what we would be doing. I just was like, eh, screw it. And then I didn't tell Jordan. So he had to hike in vans and I hiked in Air Force Ones. They're so <laughs> I would laugh at you if I saw you on the trail. Yeah. Actually, based on the pictures, you guys look legit. Oh, yeah. We did. We hiked like a good hike. We went up pretty high in elevation. I'm really but, happy for you. But then we made our way up towards the Columbia Gorge for one of my best friend's weddings. So I fully approve of your vacations. I'm very happy for both of you. It sounds like you did great things. You Thank went out you. in nature. Um, and you each did the most important thing which is visit bookstores. What was the first bookstore you stopped at? First one that I went to was Elliott Bay. Yeah, because you guys iconic. had Yeah, you just had come back. It's like the place to go. I didn't want to inundate um, my friend or Jordan with like all the bookstores. And I was pretty content just going to one. But I ended up going to two out in Seattle, which was fun. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I went to Elliott Bay. It was huge. I bought a tote bag there. I wish mm-hmm. that I wanted. I, I got a tote bag there. They have a good, I, nice tote bag. I wanted my tote bag as a T-shirt, but they didn't yeah. really have a huge T-shirt selection. Yeah, I, when I was there, I don't think they had Elliott Bay. Either. You guys 
are the kings and the queens. You're amazing. Get a sweatshirt. Up the swag game. I want to buy your shit. Yeah. And I think I bought some stickers and I bought a mm-hmm. book. Sames. What'd you buy? Do you know? Blood Sister something. Oh, yeah. Oh, a hot ink about. spell or something yeah, like something that. Yeah, something like that. Uh-huh. Yeah. It's a hot fantasy book right it's now. Like, it's purple, right? It's purple, yeah. Mm-hmm. Good purchase. I approve. Thank you for visiting the icon. Did yeah. you have the same impression I did? It was and Ellen. It, it was, was nice. Like, they're doing it. Yeah, it was big. It was fun. I was just really hot because of the skylights. So I was like trying not to die. Interesting. We visited Uh, in January. Yeah. So I mean, it was nice and cool out in Seattle. And then we also went to Twice Told Tales. Tell me about Twice Told Tales. You told me why did you go in? Well, we were. We didn't go to that one, did we? No. It's a used bookstore. Um, We were on our way to a Goodwill for Jordan. And I was like, oh, let's go in because it had a cat on the LED sign, which was really pretty. And they had cats inside. Technically, they advertise that they have four live-in cats. Mm-hmm. They're in the Capitol Hill District. Their four living cats are named Lily, Buster, Screamer, and James. Yeah. <laughs> they were super cute. Though a customer was a dick and totally purposely knocked a book on top of a cat, and I about lost my shit. What? Yes. What? He was like, the cat That's was laying down people. in a corner. Like, the cat wasn't even, it was my own business. The guy could have, there was something in it. He pulled a book out, and it just went smashing onto the poor little cat. I was livid and I kind of was like forced to walk away because I was about to lose my shit on a stranger because it was just rude and this poor cat was scared and that that hurts even as a human I don't want a book dropped on me you know what that guy knew what he was getting into when he walked into the cat store yeah he was just in there to torture animals and I hope he goes to hell one of my favorite things from that bookstore that made me giggle was um the litter box room. They oh have a sign that says the contents of this cat box are dedicated to the life and work of Christopher, Christopher Frizzelli, um, writer of The Stranger, May 11, 2003. And so I asked the person at the desk, I was like, did you guys get a bad review or something? And apparently he did give a really bad review and was like, the whole bookstore <laughs> smells like a litter box. And she goes, to be fair, it smells better now than it did. But the a uh, journalist came in, retracted it, and wrote something different. And, like, he laughed. He thought that was funny. So, Aww. But I was like, look, he's got a, they have a full on plaque and everything. See, that's, that's awesome. the right way to do it. Yeah. Yeah, that's so the right way That to was do clever. It. And then I also went to, um, it's not really, it was kind of a bookstore, but not. It was, like, Phoenix Comics and Games. So, kind of on the same page as Dungeons Gate, but Dungeons Gate has more books. And Dungeons Gate is our lovely friend, our our lovely friends in Ankeny. Yes. They have games, books, um, collectibles, things like that. But we missed Jordan's um, new little nephew. We missed it, his baptism while we were gone. So we bought, uh, so Jordan's brother, Zach, got Jordan into D&D, Dungeons and Dragons. Mm-hmm. And they had uh, like a little children's book that was like the one, two, threes of D&D. Oh, perfect. Yeah, baptism. it was really cute. Yeah, God is very happy that your mm-hmm. nephew, <laughs> nephew has been inducted into the D&D world. <laughs> So, um, you Jesus loves orcs. Yeah. (laughs) You visited. He loves everyone. Including orcs. You visited two bookstores in Oregon. Mm -hmm. Tell me which one you want to talk about first. I want to talk about Wacoma. Wacoma is in Hood River, Oregon. They started in 1976 uh, and settled into their current location in 1982 and celebrated their 30th anniversary in 2006. They're owned by, I love these names, Jenny, fine, Muir. Muir and Jenny own this store, which I think of the Muir Woods, John Muir. What a fucking cool name. But anyway, what was your um, impression of Wacoma Bookstore? So the minute I walked in, I stopped, I turned to Jordan and I go, this is an indie bookstore. Yeah. <laughs> like what made it that way for you? It it had that, I don't know, it had that feel of the first time when I walked into Dogyard Books, to be quite honest. Oh. Um oh. I forgive you for But then I met Ellen week. and realized how awful. <laughs> what about me? Do you forgive me? <laughs> no. Go away. It's my turn. You Rachel just elbowed my tit. <laughs> um, but it just, it was absolutely beautiful. And I was pausing. I was like, I thought I had been to this bookstore before. Mm-hmm. And I ended up meeting Jenny. So one of the owners and she was so cool. And we actually have, we know a mutual person. And um, she's like, yeah, we just did a really whole big remodel. I'm like, well, it looks amazing in here. Not that it didn't before, but it was entirely different vibes. Uh, I really loved how they sectioned out their books and really good sidelines. It was just a beautiful, beautiful space. I'm trying to remember the book that I bought there. 
Uh, oh, crud. I can't remember the name of the book, but I definitely bought a book. I bought stickers. She was really sweet. She gave me a tote bag and a pencil and bookmarks. Aww. And um, talking to Jenny was so much fun. She kind of had the same woes of us of our receiving office. Like they were in a tiny little closet. Yeah. And it was just one of the most beautiful spaces. And I did not want to leave. OK, well, if I get out that way, it sounds like Wacoma is a place I have to visit. Mm-hmm. Um, well, we do need to do a bookstore tour of Oregon. Sure. Done. Because pals. Well, I skipped pals because I've been there several times before. I've never been. And people come into our store all the time. And they're like, have you been to pals? I've been to pals. I'm like, no, but I hear it's a shit. <laughs> pals yeah, is really we'll big. We'll let you know. It's really big. It's like Disneyland for book lovers. Yeah. Um, caveat, though, my sister Lindsay expects us to come to New York first. All right. I'm so down. New York, fall. Lindsay will come see you. That's my dream. We'll, we'll see Sarah High. Bookshop. Get that on the calendar, though. Okay. Yeah, we got to put that on because I have a wedding in the fall. Okay, let's talk. Um, then you also visited another bookstore, Clint's Bookstore, and I'm going to spell this for people if they're looking it up. K L I N D T S. Clint's Bookstore. This is what's fucking amazing about this bookstore. They opened in 18 fucking 70. What? <laughs> yeah, 1870. It's Oregon's oldest bookstore. And smallpox yeah. didn't get them? I don't know. A lot of <laughs> shit probably passed their days. They're in the dolls. The dolls. The dolls. They have a ghost named Edna who worked there until she was in their 90s. Um, they are owned. Oh, my God. Amy, will you be our Edna? Edna Mood. Yeah, Ellen prom- or, uh, Amy promises to work until she can't. I want her to move. work. Amy she would be perfect dies. bookstore <laughs> ghost till because she would she be dies. like fixing things. Like Amy would like rearrange the books and make sure things are yeah. Like, she right. wouldn't fuck with us. She would make things yeah. Right Amy would be years. a helpful ghost. She would be this most helpful ghost. I'll push you in your wheelchair, Amy. We got you, Amy. We got you. Tell me about Clint's. Um, so Clint's, we got there right kind of not too long before they were closing. Mm-hmm. And it was beautiful. It was a great space. It was kind of fun and how they organized it all. So I didn't get a ton of time to explore it. Um, there was parts like I really liked their book selection. So that was fun to get through. And I bought Psyche and Eros. Uh, I love a mythology retelling. So that was kind of like a no brainer for me. And I bought. No, they didn't have stickers. Oh, yeah, because I was bummed they didn't have stickers. I'm like, okay, but I got some bookmarks. And um, so you also mentioned that you went to Moonraker, which I find this hilarious. You're like, I'm not going to overwhelm the people I'm traveling with. I'll go like two bookstores. And your list ended up being pretty long. Well, you got to Moonraker. By the time I was in Oregon, it was just Jordan and I. And he was dragging me into every single freaking thrift store, Salvation Army, Goodwill, Goodwill Boutique. And uh, tip for tat, St. Vinny's, whatever. Yeah. So by the time I was in Oregon, I was like, there's two bookstores I want to go to and we're going to them. Um, But yeah, we were going to go. Yeah. Moonraker. I'm so bummed about that one. It was on. You you actually just face press, right? Yeah. You didn't actually go in. No, I didn't get to go in. So we were on Whidbey Island um, off of Seattle, which is gorgeous. And fun fact, they have a bunch of like bunnies, not rabbits, bunnies all over the island because crappy pet owners let their pet bunnies go free and then they populated like crazy. So there's a bunch of wild bunnies all over this island. I bet there's a book about that. It would be a good book. It'd be kind of like that one um, truck one in Canada or whatever. Maybe that's the island we should retire to. Would yeah. be and have our bookstore on. But Moonraker was so cute from the outside, and I smushed my face up against the window, and I was like, let me in! I literally was yelling that and mouthing it, and then I realized there was somebody working at the computer still in the corner. I was like, oh my god, because we were waiting for our reservation. Um, we had a like a 40-minute wait to get into our dinner spot. We ended up going to a brewery behind Moonraker. Cool. Well, you saw them, and you learned about the legend of the bunnies of Langley. and <laughs> The legend. It is a legend, and there's a lot of information online, but I do not think anyone has capitalized on writing the ideal picture book. So, or chapter book. It'd be a really good chapter book. I think it'd be a good picture book. Picture book, chapter book, early reader. Yeah. There's not enough out there. A series. Yeah. All the books. So. Ellen's playing a game while we podcast. I I just I am, but I am fully present. I just want to emphasize that when you travel, you should always... Put on your to-do list 
the local indie bookstore because 100%. it will be a fully unique experience. Yeah. My kids, when we would go by a bookstore, like there was, I'd be like, okay, we're going through this town. We're going to this bookstore. And they're just like, oh, okay. Like, <laughs> yeah. And they just sort of accepted it. Like yeah. nobody complained. They just sort of like knew that. Yeah. Oh, but my there people was, are always uh, so sweet. Cause anytime it's like, there's a bookstore, they're like, do you want to go? Do you? I'm like, no, 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 no. I'm good. I'm good. I'll wait. Cause we for- actually um, also went to the library in Ashland. Uh, Wisconsin, because we were going to see the new Spider-Man movie. We had like an hour to kill. Mm-hmm. And there was a library on that street. So we went to the library and I started reading The Golden Spoon, which I then bought subsequently ah. <laughs> and finished. Um, but no, there was one. Oh, what was it called? It was a little tiny used bookstore in Washburn, Wisconsin. We, we were driving by and I saw the sandwich board out on the sidewalk. We went in there. And um, it isn't it a- funny we call them sandwich boards, even though we yeah. sell bucks? And uh, we went in there and <laughs> Holden goes right up to the clerk. <laughs> Where's your bathroom? I need poop. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, and, then, and then he comes back to her. I hear him come back to her and he's like, I don't know how to wash my hands. Like, he didn't know how to turn the, the thing on. And finally, I was like, I. Just show me where I, I got him. <laughs> oh, dear God. Way to make an impression, Holden. We, I don't think they were super amused by my kids. You know, it was the end of the day, but whatever. We anyway, actually had these nice. people come in today and instantly, like Amy and I were chatting actually about the bookstores I went to. And instantly they come in and they're like, oh, wow, oh, my God, look at this. This is so great. They're in town for a family reunion. She graduated from Amos High in like the 70s. And so she she lives just north of San Francisco. She's like, are you guys connected to the dog-eared books there? I was like, no, we get that a lot, but we're not. They're like, oh my God, well, that's a great bookstore. I'm like, it's definitely on my list to visit. And they just like, we're going all around. She's like, this is just so beautiful. You got, this is beautiful. I love this place. So we are also a destination for book lovers. Yep. I, that's my, that's the hope. That's what we would like to be. I know? mean, if you need a pee break on I-35. A pee break. A pee break. Yeah, if you find yourself on the interstates in the Midwest. Mm-hmm. I-35 north-south. If you're going from Minnesota anywhere down past. Is there something below Arkansas? Who, yeah. I mean, they're not on the ocean. What's no. below Arkansas? Who the, yes, they are. No, they're not. Yes, Arkansas, Georgia, Arkansas. Arkansas is not on the ocean. You want to bet five bucks? Anyway, the moral of the story, while they look up this geographical information. Arkansas is, is landlocked, motherfuckers. Pull off the interstate, come to town, hit Main Street, get some lunch, visit our bookstore. We have the best bathrooms in town. We do. They are sparkling. We have changing stations in both of them. They are gender neutral. I was confusing it with Alabama. I was right. Mm-hmm. Right? Louisiana. Is below Arkansas? Mm-hmm. Does it split Louisiana and? So speaking of Arkansas, I have to tell you, have you guys seen? It's Louisiana right below. Have you guys seen the Netflix docuseries Mer People? No, but have you seen Louisiana Law? Because apparently my husband's obsessed. No, but like you need to watch this docu- this docuseries. It's actually really good. At first, I thought it was funny because it's about people who are like obsessed you, with being mer people. Yeah, and they have like the tail. They buy the silicone tails, whatever, and they have their conferences and their things that they do. And one of the mermaids who's like wants to be a professional mermaid, like that's her dream. Mm-hmm. It lives in Arkansas, mm-hmm. um, which you know. It's hard to be a mermaid in Arkansas. And um, it started out being sort of like, oh, these people are weird, you know, and you're kind of making fun of them a little bit. But over the course of the series, you come to really care about them. And by the end, you're like, you know what? You you do you. You are living your life and you have found joy and community. It's a cool series. You should watch it. It's called Mer People. It's called Mer People. And it's on Netflix. Netflix, sponsor our next episode. And then after it was over, I was sort of like, could I ever be get into mermaiding? Mm-hmm. And then I was like, no, I don't want to have to like I don't hike on that like, tail every morning. I don't think you would like the air restriction knowing you. Yeah, I don't. I mean, I, I it's interesting now. Yeah. All right. Segway. New releases. New releases. All right. Let okay. me exit my game <laughs> and pull up the dock. Okay, here we, we have go. a couple interesting ones. Okay, so Thriller... Pleasers. 
Like the people who like your thrillers. Ruth Ware is kind of an icon. She has a new one coming out. Oh, yeah. I like Ruth Ware. It is a woman in a race against time to clear her name and find her husband's murder. She and her husband are like security system hackers. And they have been hired for a job. And after a job, her husband ends up dead and she is the suspect. So it's about clearing her name and figuring out who actually killed her husband. Next up, Lucky Red by Claudia Craven. I'm excited for this one. So I've heard about it for a while ago, and it is actually our September book club pick at the store for the okay. official book club. Late 1800s. It's Western. Yeah. It's queer. And Dodge it's City. Dodge City, and it's female protagonist, and it just sounds really cool. So it's a young girl out on her luck, arrives in Dodge City. How do you make a buck? I got some beautiful red hair. I'm going to pour myself out. and Like you do. Like you do. But then she falls in love with a gun-slinging woman. I love a good Western. Mm-hmm. You do, and I don't. Yeah. I don't know what it is, but I'm into it. Have I read Outlawed? Yeah. No, I don't think. No, I didn't read Outlawed. I should read Outlawed. It, it is a re-emerging genre. Just so you know. That yeah. I mean, the Western I, is coming back. Yeah. Well, you know how I feel about Inland. Yes, we know. an excellent book. Yes, we, we know. Diverge. It is the great It's the great divide. divide between our ownership of this poster. God damn it. Okay. Um, then we have Riley Sager also in the thriller. And this one actually appeals to me. It's called The Only One Left. It's called A Gothic Chiller. Ooh. Okay. So... It's a Lizzie Borden-like massacre that occurred decades ago. There is a young caregiver who is called in to care for the supposed culprit of this massacre, Lenora. Um, 1983, this home health aide comes in. Kit, she arrives at this estate where Lenora is living. The previous caregiver left. Lenora was never proved guilty and so she is just aged in this estate she's in her late 70s um she is semi-nonverbal because of a series of strokes and she's bound to a wheelchair and she is typing out sentences to her caregiver using a typewriter and one night she uses it to make a tantalizing offer i want to tell you everything This sounds like a good book. Yeah. Is she telling the truth? Is she not telling the truth? Who's really guilty? Uh, I think if you massacre some people, you might not be trustworthy. So Riley Sager can be counted on for a good thriller. All right, cool. Come in and get that one. I've actually never read any Riley Sager. This one sounds interesting. It reminds me a little bit of um, the last Simone St. James book, which I'm totally blanking on the title, but I read it. But it was like woman accused years mm-hmm. ago mm-hmm. of like heinous crimes. Did she or did she not really do it? And the whole time you're questioning the characters. You yeah. don't know who to trust, which is a fun way to play. Um, in paperback, we have a few um, killers that are, you know, in paperback release. But new in paperback is called The Seven X's by Lucy Vine. Contemporary romance often goes straight to paperback, which their readers absolutely love. This is a rom-com about a woman who decides to revisit each of her seven exes because she is convinced one of them is the one who got away, which is a trope. Um, And I love the cover on this one. So this will be a great contemporary romance to pick up brand new. Um, And then the two that are coming out in paperback, previously in hardcover, are Stand from the Beginning by Ibram X. Kendi and Joan by Catherine Chen. Joan is a favorite of our bookseller, Jess. Jess loves this one. It's a retelling of Joan of Arc's story in a very intimate and modern way. So check that out. And then I have to talk about the kids' book, The Pumpernickel Daffodil (laughs) by Galia Bernstein. This is about Wodehouse, Chili Pepper, Pumpernickel, the third. It's a dog. Oh, it's a great name. It's about a dog. Okay. And like, <laughs> just so you know, my little, my little sad gig is teaching puppy classes and dog showing. And dogs who do dog shows and are AKC registered all have wackadoodle names. Okay. Mine are like very subtle. 
Okay, Lovey, if you didn't know, her full name is Grindstone, say la vie. And her call name is Lovey. You can read the blog post I wrote about her name some other time. But anyway, um, this title makes so much sense to me. Wodehouse Chili Pepper Pumpernickel the Third um, comes from a family of show dogs. And the owner of the family, um, there's a young girl um, who is her her handler. This is what it would be called in the dog show world. It's a young girl who's in charge of showing pumpernickel daffodil. And um, both the dog and the girl wonder if they're up to this very clean, professional um, showmanship world. Is this their identity? And will their family accept them if they're not show dog um, handler, professional mm. people. I know. I love it. I this like is like that. so up. Lovey would approve of this book. And I had to order it for the store because it is so dog show insider, but also relatable. It's so cute. Yeah. Like, do we have to live up to the expectations of our parents? Do we need to perform in the same way or follow the same path that our parents have set forth for us? So both the show dog and the young girl can relate. They want to be their own wild, true selves. And I support them. Same girl. What's popping at the store, Alan? All right, here's what's popping tonight. Tuesday, June 20th at 5.30, we've got our Thrills and Chills book club. And they are discussing The Stranger Diaries by Ellie Griffiths. And this is a cool first in the series novel. Yep. Yep. This is an author to discover. And then um, tomorrow, Wednesday morning, 10 o'clock, story time with Amanda and Lovey. Yeah, I'm going to pop over because I'll be at a conference with you talking to school librarians, which I'm really excited about. But Lovey can't miss story time with her favorite kids. No, she can't. All right. And then Saturday, the 24th at 630, we have Between the Covers Book Club discussing The True Love Experiment by Christina Lauren, which we have talked about um, quite a bit on this podcast. Mm -hmm. Uh, Sunday, the 25th, 2 p.m. is Russian Lit. Book Club discussing A School for Fools by Sasha Sokolov. I am constantly fascinated by the books that are selected for the Russian <coughs> Lit Book Club. Thank you, Jack. You pick some weird ass shit and your people love it. <laughs> and then finally, Monday, June 26, 5 o'clock, Women from Other Worlds. And I don't je- discussing the genesis of misery by Neon Yang. Yeah. And it's um, been very popular in the store. So you can count on our book clubs to help you discover your next great read. In the meantime, keep the books going, champagne flowing and the books going, whatever. Bye. Remember, uh, subscribe, like, follow. Because you want to find out what's happening in dog eared books every single week. Yep. And if you don't live in Ames, you can always follow us on social or hit our website to order books. Follow us at, at Dog Eared Books Ames or at Dog Eared Books on TikTok. All right, listeners, keep the champagne flowing and the books going. This is so great! It's so great! <laughs>